Hello, humans, and welcome to 3HP. My name is James Willeman. I am the Game Master for Eastern Gifts, which is Pathfinder 2nd Edition set in Middle Earth. Um, but not today. Um, so we've been beset by a couple technical glitches that have erased the audio for two sessions of the players. So what we have is the audio of just me describing things and then laughing, uh, which you know, for six hours is not going to cut it. So what I finally decided to do, I'm going to do a quick recap of what happened in those two episodes, because we have episodes we have um, recorded since then, kind of just waiting there, but we need to get to them first. Um, so I'm going to do that now. Um, the So the, we left off in episode 21 with the characters um, here you can marked by the spaceship at the hut of Urk. Um, and they, when they just gotten back, I believe they had talked, they had spoken with Olda, who is the leader of the kind of like resistance against the Borthan, the eastern uh, leader who's kind of putting together his kingdom. And uh, they had met Olda, and he kind of offered to try to get them away from the hut and um, away from Woadwind, who the players had kind of decided they just couldn't take on at this point. So they decided to go with Olda and head south to um, Strayhold. What they ran into when they got there is that um, you can kind of see them here. There's these towers. Move this up. These towers here, here, and here. What they found out from Olda and as they traveled through, that each one of these towers, which was in kind of an old uh, Gondorian watchtowers from when, when the time when Gondor um, had a colony out this far um, had kind of been taken over by what were kind of known as tower lords. There's independent kind of warlords, more or less, who kind of offered protection uh, on the road for a certain toll. Um, and Olda had had kind of deals with them and had feelings about all three. Um, and basically, he felt like. Really, the um, there's a really a very fat hobbit that lives called Raz that lives really close to Treyhold that he was kind of like the least trustworthy. Um, so that the party kind of decided to try to sweep around and um, try to get around. You know, didn't feel too bad talking to these guys here, but felt like they wanted to avoid that last tower. So they did that. They I believe they made contact with um, Janik which is the tower lord that controls this more than, northernmost tower. What happened, they went, tried to go through these woods here, um, but ran into one of his patrols, lost the patrol, but it kind of had the feeling that Janik had, uh, I don't know, like, kind of like was on their scent, like was on the trail. They went and talked to the second tower lord, Chamal, and then tried to slip farther south, and then ran into Janik again, um, as they're about to cross this river here that kind of leads um, it's not too far away from where Strayhold is and there's a bridge there that leaves the Strayhold that this river runs through and they're trying to cross south of it and then loop back around um, up to the town um, there they were beset by Janik and his, his crew but um, as, has, as these players have learned um, over the last couple really sessions really after the tower or after the castle where they just kind of con continually were right on the verge of dying for about four full or four or five sessions. Um, they are now have learned to try to solve problems other ways. So they actually uh, managed to talk their way out of any kind of combat for a month. It's the longest I've ever went in a role-playing game without any combat. 
I don't think they even rolled initiative for four full sessions. And this was no exception here. They got across. They managed to actually kind of talk their way or diplomats their way out of um, fighting Janik and actually talked him into um, kind of taking them up to Strayhold because uh, Janik was actually looking for Olda, um, who they found out they had a uh, price on his head. So Olda had split off from the party before and Janik was just looking for him. So once they convinced him that they kind of, either they didn't know Olda very well, they didn't have very much information, um, he decided to kind of go along with them to Strayhold, uh, which they did. So they managed to go around. They did run into some Araz's men at this, you can see this bridge here, that's kind of just um, controls the east-west road into Strayhold. And they just had to pay a, a toll to Raz's men once more. One more time, they kind of managed to slide, slide past with some kind of quick uh, thinking and talking, and they ended up in Strayhold. So this is a map of Strayhold here. Let's get that so you can actually see it. Um, this is from so this is from a module I had when I was 16. Uh, so this is like 1984, five or something like this. Um, and so it, it's, a, it's basically a town I've wanted to take players to for a really long time. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's completely impractical, like so many fantasy cities, in, in that it's built down in, into a cliff. So, like, imagine a ravine, and instead of building on high ground, these guys have built on the low ground, which is not great. You don't usually want to do that because, you know, armies can ride right up to the edge of your cliff and just throw rocks on you, which is bad but it makes for a cool map and a kind of a cool idea and it, the sense you get from the guide to this um, book which is called the brigands of Mirkwood which is weird because this town is like 60 miles away from Mirkwood um, but it's a good module for this town if you need a town um, that's kind of like a cross between New York in the 1970s and a wild, the Wild West. That's kind of how I feel like this, or like a, with a bit of a Vegas thing too there. Um, there's no law uh, here. There's kind of three what they call clans that kind of run everything. One of the rogues, um, and uh, they kind of have their town hall up at the north there. Um, another one is the, um, they, call, they call the strays. They're kind of uh, people who panhandle it and things. And uh, they have a clan hall, too. And then the mage, who is just called the mage like 90% of the time. And those three powers kind of offset each other. And then everybody really kind of takes care of themselves. Um, so the end of the, uh, actually, episode 22 was, um, again, they had talked to Janik and his men to, to kind of coming up here. And they kind of just approached Strayhold and gone into Strayhold. And um, Radrill had kind of actually befriended this... Um, soldier that was tagging along with Janik um, called Sid and it kind of implied that Sid kind of um, was uh, sweet on Radrill because uh, they had kind of like bonded as they're trying to get across that river before. And that was the end of episode 22. Uh, the only other note I have here is, is somewhere in the middle when we were all about to cross that river, everybody uh, just fell into southern accents or butchered western accents. Um, because, uh, you know, that, that, that area out there um, where they were wandering for is kind of like just a big flat plains. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it has a western feel to me. And uh, especially kind of coming into this town here. Um, and then moving into section 23, um, they learned a couple things. Basically, they started to get the lay of the, of the town. This, this episode is not... Uh, <laughs> 
there, like some really funny things happened here again that I'm really sad that you guys aren't getting to hear. Um, because we have two characters here. We know we're in episode 23. They have basically been on the run and, you know, really fighting for their lives for 20 episodes. You know, so here's like 20, episode 23 is the first time they're kind of like in a town. They still are broke, uh, but they're kind of like in a town land. There's things that they can do that they've been wanting to do for a long time. They have access to things, so there's like there's a lot of stuff they want to do, but they don't have a lot of um, money, for sure. Um, and then also they've kind of figured out that Radwell being a wood elf in this kind of rough and tumble um, border town, like that wasn't going to cut it, so that they needed to disguise her. So one of the very first things they did, they went down here to this marketplace. <clears throat> Excuse me. Went down here to this marketplace and just like kind of did a shopping thing but had no money. So they worked together to distract some of people um, and basically stole some money and like a skirt and a hat and, and stuff like that. Basically like the bare minimum that they needed to disguise Radrill and get enough money to get them set up for a day or so. Um, they then found, they kind of kicked around town a little bit, and they'd gotten some information from Janik and his, and his group. Um, you can kind of, and I just let them see this map, like, I, and just kind of, like, equated it, like, if you wandered around this town for a day and talked to some people, you know, you wouldn't, you would kind of learn all this. There's nothing on this map that's, like, secret or anything like that. Um, and then I've added some locations, because this, <laughs> This, yeah, to talk about this map. So, like, um, one of the things I always thought was funny about the MERP modules that you'd have a town like this, and they would actually define what every single residence was. So, every single square here is something specific. But then the colors are so similar, it's really hard to tell the difference between them. So, it's like, it's really detailed, maybe like overly detailed in, in one way, and then in another way, it's really vague. Um, but anyways, it, it makes it easy to drop things into this map because you can just need a residence and you can kind of just find one, uh, it's that greenhouse there. And it kind of makes sense, you know, like you can see that also like this is a residential district and then there's a lot of red here because here's a bunch of like inns and things. So it's also like a really quick and easy way to look at a map and get a sense of what's there. Um, uh, one last thing on that module, Brigands of Mirkwood, don't run any of the adventures, they're, they're garbage, but the, the city is actually pretty cool um it should have been just like a book that here's the city go do what you want with it which is what i did i think at some point uh, if i do another video it would be like um because i've pieced this whole campaign and all my campaigns together with like it'll be bits and pieces of adventure models modules from all over i might do something about like how i do that anyway uh they then went and found um, a place called the albatross which is a place that they could um, afford and was like relatively clean and kind of centrally located and managed to, to kind of get some rooms there. Um, and then uh, I really, I'm really sad that we lost this part. Um, uh, Radwell, or Flossie, uh, had this idea that, that Radwell would go and get a job at a, at a bank. Um, her character's you know, pretty highly intelligent and had done some um, similar work, I guess, in her, in her backstory. And so they found a moneylender, um, kind of moneylender pawn place um, called Rikarix, and went in, and it was kind of clear that the, the place was, like, really needed help. There was only one poor, overworked uh, girl back there, Millie, and she didn't seem very competent. And so uh, Rikarix went to give, you know, Radrill this test, and I just thought, well, probably should have some kind of 
roll to see it, see how well Radville does on this test. And uh, she rolled a natural one, and uh, it was super funny. She managed once, like these these players have gotten really good at dealing with NPCs, still managed to somehow say like, "Hey, give me one shot." And uh, so the, the money lender, despite like an epic fail on a pretty basic math test, allowed Radville to like one day to try to um, do what she wanted to do. Um, and then after that, actually, the rest of the episode was kind of like. In Pathfinder 2nd Edition, there's a pretty um, substantial amount of rules for downtime. And this is just like... And because these guys have never had any downtime, I felt like, hey, I wanted to explore that side of the game. The game's still new. It just came out in August. And I'd never taken a group through that part of it. Um, so what we did was... we I think it was a week or maybe two weeks of just kind of like living life. And we did. There's like roles to just see. Like I think Fosco was just going around robbing people for two weeks, and Rad rolls like working at the bank, and they could do things where you can do roles to like learn things and earn your money, and it kind of like makes sense of all that, but in a pretty quick way. And that's that was like uh, like the last half of that episode, and then the very end of the episode um, ended with Fosco um, kind of getting cornered in an alley. Um, by, by some rogues. And then that's where we so um, kind of ended it. Uh, that is a rough approximation of what happened in episodes 22 and 23. Uh, 24 and is, like I said, done and actually has both sides of the audio, which is good. Um, and I'm going to stream those and then I'm going to catch us up. So the next couple weeks, we're probably going to put out like three episodes or so and then kind of get caught up so we can be back um, live now that uh, uh, we got past this little glitch. So, thank uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you next week.